if you believe you will heal, you will likely heal. If you don't believe you will, you likely won't. This isn't magic, and if you just believe positively, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden tomorrow you could be healed, but your body will start moving you in the right direction, and it might not be tomorrow, it might not be three days from now, but all of a sudden, three months from now, boom, you could have a breakthrough and say, oh wow, I realized, wow, I'm 50% better. Today's episode is very special to me and almost surreal because I have Dr. Josh Axe here today. And when I first started out my podcast, my podcast producer, Drake, he asked me a question and said, Bethany, make a list of your wish list guests. And who would you just love to interview? Just name them. And Dr. Josh Axe was at the top of my list. And it's crazy because he's here today and I'm interviewing him. And it was such a treat. And I cannot wait for you guys to listen. And in case you guys don't know who Dr. Axe is, he is a certified doctor of natural medicine and clinical nutritionist and has been a regular guest on the Dr. Oz show covering topics such as the gut microbiome, weight loss, digestive health, leaky gut, and candida, and also covers herbal medicine. He is the author of several books, including Eat Dirt, the Keto Diet Cookbook, as well as his latest, Ancient Remedies, and is even coming out with a new book in 2024 called Think This, Not That. Dr. Axe is also the host of his very new podcast, The Growth Lab, and covers topics on how to heal beyond just food. And in today's episode, we cover an array of topics, including mindset medicine and how the mind can truly help heal your body. We discuss FMT, and if you don't know what that is, it is fecal matter transplants for gut health. Dr. Axe also shares his personal story and the health battle he just recently went through himself, how he had to go on antibiotics and what protocol he did to help rebuild his gut after the fact. I'm just sharing the tip of the iceberg and all we cover in today's interview. I know you guys are gonna love it and so be sure to save this episode so you can reference it later and share it with someone you know that may benefit from this information. You're listening to the Digest This Podcast, and I'm your host, Bethany Cameron. Let's get into it. Better digestion means better skin, better mood, better brain function, better immune function, and optimum digestion can even regulate your hormones. Because when you can't digest food properly, you're not able to absorb the nutrients you're consuming. And that is where we get our energy and vitality from to combat and regulate our entire body. So you want to make sure your gut is on point, And that's why I focus so much on gut health. I get asked all the time on my Instagram what probiotic pill I recommend and if I even do recommend any at all. Well, the one I personally take is Seeds DS01. This has been in my home for almost an entire year now. And the reason I love it is, well, because one, it doesn't need refrigeration. And if you're taking a probiotic capsule that does need refrigeration, you better think twice. Because if it needs refrigeration, then how will it survive your 98.6 body temperature once you ingest it? Seeds DS01 capsule is a soil-based probiotic and prebiotic, and it's a capsule within a capsule. So there's two capsules in one. This is designed to make its way all the way through your stomach and survive your stomach acid, with studies even showing its 100% survivability rate. 
Seed is a pre and probiotic that makes gut support simple. Healthy regularity and an ease of bloating are just a few other common perks you may experience, some in as little as 24 hours. Each person does react differently, of course, and you can't substitute a pill for a healthy diet. When I take it, I make sure it's in the morning on an empty stomach for it to thoroughly do its job. And with their sustainable biomaterials and refill system delivered each month, they are making more of an impact on the earth beyond our own bodies. So get the real deal in a symbiotic, one that's backed by clinical trials and scientific data. And you guys know I have a code for you. So if you visit seed.com slash digest, use code digest to receive a whopping 30% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 daily symbiotic. Again, that's seed.com slash digest and use code digest, Seed dot com slash digest and use code digest. Can you take too much sodium? I get asked this question all the time on my Instagram. And well, before I tell you the link between sodium levels and stress, I also want to tell you that the reason I went into a coma back in 2018 was due to low sodium levels, believe it or not. In fact, when they checked my sodium levels in the emergency room, they were off the charts low. This is just one reason I personally take electrolytes every single day. And yes, I even salt my smoothies and every meal. But low sodium can also cause a number of other factors, including stress. Cortisol is a hormone released during times of stress that affects nearly every process, including our mental state in the body. High cortisol, in fact, has been linked to depression, fatigue, and stress in both men and women. So where does sodium come in? When someone is sodium deficient, their cortisol levels go way up. That's bad news for your mood. Sodium deficiency triggers your adrenal cortex to start pumping out aldosterone. And aldosterone tells your kidneys to retain sodium. This is a useful survival mechanism, but it's not good for long-term well-being and high aldosterone not only raises blood pressure, but it's also linked to clinical depression. This again is just one reason why we all need to make sure our sodium levels are at their peak. The confusion of too much sodium in the body comes from the type of sodium. Refined iodized salt is really what we should be staying away from. So like the little tiny fine salt that you probably grew up on is probably not the best type uh, we should be consuming. And if you really want to boost your mood in the right direction, listen to this, you guys. Studies suggest that magnesium status is closely linked to anxiety. So when someone is nervous, they excrete more magnesium in their urine, causing magnesium levels to drop. Additionally, on a population level, dietary magnesium intake is negatively correlated with anxiety. So in times of stress, magnesium supplementation is so important. Element provides not only sodium and magnesium, but also potassium, which is helpful in blood sugar regulation, kidney health, and bone density. And the exact ratio Element puts in each of their electrolyte packs is science-backed, resulting 
in the exact amount we need. Adding electrolytes is a great way to replenish and rebalance your body, mind, and mood. However, most electrolyte drink mixes contain added gums, sugars, colors, and even added oils, among many other unnecessary ingredients. I'm really picky about what goes into my body. So what I choose is Element's Raw Unflavored Electrolyte Mix. Element's unflavored version contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio of salt, magnesium, and potassium. That's it. Just those three simple ingredients are in their raw, unflavored packs. Sometimes I like to add a squeeze of grapefruit for a burst of flavor or simply just drink plain. And you can add more or less water depending on your personal taste preference. So whether you just finished a workout, sauna session, or just need to hydrate for your mental health, Element is formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited for those following a keto, low-carb, vegan, or paleo diet. Right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packs free with any Element order. Just go to... D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash digest to get this offer. Element also has a no questions asked refund policy, so you can try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, they will give you your money back, no questions asked. You have nothing to lose. So go to drinklmnt.com slash digest to get this amazing offer. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash digest. Thank you so much, Dr. Axe, for coming on the show today. It is just surreal to have you and, and it's an honor. Hey, Beth, Bethany, thanks so much for having me here today. Before uh, before the interview, I was uh, jumping on your social channels and so impressed with all the uh, incredible uh, you know advice advice you're putting out there on on how to heal. So uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, well, I know my listeners are so excited to hear. And before we dive in, I have some crazy, not crazy questions, but pretty crazy good questions, I guess you should say, just about different health things, anti-inflammatory foods, and just some advice for some people going through the weeds. But before we get into that, you had a recent health scare, I guess you should say, and uh, you shared about it on your new podcast, uh, which is the Growth Lab podcast, uh, which you just started. So can you share about that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I used to uh, oftentimes on on uh, podcasts or when I was teaching a lecture, share about a health crisis that where I was helping my mom and and also patients and other people overcome health issues. But this is really the first time in my life I'd had a really, really serious health battle. And so it happened because I'd injured my back lifting weights and I went in to get something that's actually all natural. It's natural medicine. It's called PRP and stem cell and get that injection in my back. And um, and when I got it done, and by the way, I think it's really safe and effective for, for most people, but when I got it done, um, somehow my disc got infected. Now, it took me four months to figure this out, and I went from being able to deadlift and squat and swim and cycle and being in the best shape of my life to uh, and throwing my two-year-old up in the air to um, all of a sudden it was like I had major pain, and then I had to wear a back brace, and then I couldn't walk. And so I went in uh, and got an MRI, 
uh, had to have an ambulance pick me up, bring me in, get an MRI, and they found out that I had an infection, not only in my disc, but it actually had gotten in my bone. And so the infection, it's called osteomyelitis, where the infection starts eating away at the bone, also had an abscess there, and uh, went from, uh, I was actually living, my wife and I lived between Puerto Rico and Nashville, Tennessee. I was in Puerto Rico at the time, flew to, I knew a doctor there in Florida. Uh, I met with an infectious disease doctor, and his, and he told me, he said, listen, this has been, you know, infected for four months now, and this is really serious. You may be permanently disabled. And I said, you know, and, and my wife and I both have a really strong faith in God, and we really believe that, you know, what your 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 diagnosis is not your uh, destiny. And so for us, you know, we just spent time in prayer and really believed that uh, we were going to. I was going to be healed. I was going to get back to where I was and even better than before. But I got this diagnosis, and the other thing was, I started doing everything naturally for a couple weeks before doing anything conventional, and it still wasn't getting better. It was crazy. I did. I got in a hyperbaric oxygen t uh, chamber for two hours a day. I would get four hours of IVs a day to help kill the infection. So I did silver. I did a lot of ozone, uh, methylene blue, all kinds of natural remedies. I was eating perfect. The only thing I ate during this time was steamed vegetables and meat. It was the only thing I ate. Uh, for the most part, taking all these supplements, still didn't fully get better. And then I started also doing some, uh, by the way, uh, this is kind of, you know, in, in ways it's difficult for me to share because I have, um, I had not taken a medication since I was, I want to say a senior in high school. Um, and so I've, you know, I'm 42 now, so it had been 18, it had been so many years, but I did, you know, they actually recommended taking around 12 weeks. So that's three months of antibiotics because if, and, and by the way, if, 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 if many people don't know, uh, if you have a spinal infection and the infections in your bone around your spinal cord, it's really serious. The other thing that's so difficult about treating it is, is that, um, there's almost no blood supply and it's hard for anything to get there. So, so that's why people tend to do doses that long, but I did a lot of research and I found that you found out that if I could do hyperbaric oxygen therapy with red light therapy and all the other things I was doing, I could probably cut my time down of doing it. So I did get on those for four weeks, uh, but that's all I did was four weeks rather than 12. And during that time as well, I was doing all these other things. And then, uh, it was about around Thanksgiving. All of a sudden I started feeling a little bit better. And then, and then around Christmas, I started feeling quite like I, I noticed some improvement there too in my back. Here's the crazy part though. I didn't walk for 10 months. So it took that long for my back to get to the point where I could actually walk again. And, and, I, and I was used to, I mean, I exercised every day of my life. I used to be a triathlete and even in college was on the triathlon team and so, so active. And so, um, but anyways, I got a little better, a little better, and a little better. But I will say, you know, when I was at my darkest moments, and this was even after I was doing all these natural treatments and early on started taking the conventional antibiotics, I, I felt the worst I'd felt. And I remember just thinking to myself, like I'd never felt emotions to the degree I'd felt these of despair, hopelessness, depression, anxiety. And for me, it was really just a, small, a short period of time where I felt those about a day or so, not to say they wouldn't creep in others, but I, I had to have a mindset check. And this is one of the things I realized I went, as I went through this, and I hope this blesses some of the people listening to this, is that I truly believe that food is one of the most powerful forms of medicine. But I think our mindset or mindset medicine is even more powerful because, you know, I've worked with tens of thousands of patients over the years, helping them reverse diabetes and autoimmune disease and a number of health problems. 
And food is a big, big part of that. But mindset is also so important when it comes to us healing and us staying on track and doing the right things because it's so easy to get into negative self-talk or think about the worst case scenario. So when I had the, the uh, infectious disease doc tell me, you may, you, know, you may be crippled, you may have trouble walking, all these, you know, when I heard that for a second, you know, it's, it's um, you know, it makes you think or it makes your mind go down the wrong path. But I had to start saying to myself, will that serve me? Will that give me the chance of the best outcome? Is that likely true for me? No, it's not. Because I'm going to figure out what are, what are the 1% of people do or those 10% of people who have those miraculous results? I'm going to do what they do. And I think that's the thing I had to really keep thinking on is several things. One, God is for me, not, not against me. He uses all things for my good. And I actually prayed a lot at the time. And I remember going through this process and feeling like, you know what? I wanna use my suffering to grow and to help others. I'm gonna let it refine me. So I'm gonna meditate and think on my priorities in life. You know, um, I wanna be a better husband. I wanna be a better dad. I wanna be a better leader to my team. I, I wanna be those things. And so I really worked on myself during this time as well. And I also thought about what's the best outcome? Well, I'm gonna be throwing up my you know, my, my, my kids in the air and I'm going to be, you know, back exercising 100%. I'm gonna use this as a testimony to help other people who are in really difficult seasons in their life, whether it's IBS or Crohn's or, uh, or Hashimoto's thyroiditis, whatever somebody's struggling with, letting them know that no matter what your diagnosis, uh, you can heal from it. And I truly believe that. And so now it's been about 13, 14 months since I had that initial injection. I didn't walk for 10 months. Then I got on a walker. And so that was in uh, May, started walking on my own in June. And now I'm back exercising, working out. Listen, I still have some progress to make, but I'm really confident I'm gonna get back to 100%. So anyways, that was my process of not, that's why some people may not have seen me as much uh, on, on social media or YouTube for the past about year and a half because, uh, just because I, I didn't literally leave the bed, like I couldn't walk. So I just, I, I could crawl and get into a pool, but I couldn't walk. And so, um, but yeah, so that was a challenging season. But you know what? I really feel um, spiritually strong and mentally strong through the process. And I feel like I have an even greater, uh, a higher level of gratitude and awareness about how blessed I am uh, to have the health that I do have and have a great family and so, so many other things. Wow, Dr. Axe, yeah, I mean, this is all fairly recent. And like you said, probably a lot of people don't even know. And you look amazing, you look like you're thriving. And I wanna kind of have some follow-up questions here because I know you you did talk about, you did go on some antibiotics. And first of all, there's no shame in, in going on antibiotics if you desperately need to. Uh, I myself have had to do it just because of no other choice. But for those, yeah. and there's so many people that, that do go on antibiotics. So do you have any tips and what did you do after the fact to kind of rebuild your gut and, you know, get back on track? Yeah. So I, uh, I, when I was about to get on those, I've, I've, I, um, I know a, a good deal myself from doing the research over the years on what I should be doing, but I also call, consulted some close friends and wanted to get their opinions on the way I was going to treat myself. So there's a there's a holistic MD and ND. His name is Gezagoli. I talked to another friend of mine, Dan Pompa, and then Jordan Rubin. So these are these are you know three three guys that are really brilliant when it comes to gut health. And so I put together a protocol for myself to really help protect my gut while I was going through this and my cells. And so you know, from the gut standpoint, 
I did very, very high dose probiotic. I did over 5 billion IUs daily of, or, or yeah, 5 billion units daily of probiotics. Um, and I did that for about three months, for about 90 days after. And then I would alternate. And I also did uh, FMT, fecal matter transplant. I did that just as capsules, uh, but I did that as well. Um, and so, so yeah, so I really tried to get, and, and by the way, a tested donor, really incredible organization. Um, and so, yeah, I did, I did FMT, I did soil-based probiotics. I did another really diverse, about 30 to 35 strain probiotic. Um, and, uh, and I used ancient nutrition as sort of those SBOs and as the wide strain of the FMT, that was a different company, uh, that I used there. And I think that was really big. I think doing the combination of FMT with with really high dose probiotic was really, really uh, significant because I started having normal bowel movements probably. I mean, I talked to someone else who'd had a similar uh, issue as mine and they, they had loose stool and digestive issues for over a year, for years afterwards. And I really, my, my, my stool got normal probably 90 days later. And so, but I really think, and now listen, sometimes it might take you nine months and that could be normal too, but I do think that was really important. I did high, I did five uh, grams of L-glutamine twice daily. I did bone broth protein um, once to twice daily. And that, you know, so really I focused on gut lining and then also the microbiome. My diet consisted mostly of vegetables, uh, mostly steamed. I did, sometimes I would bake them with, with something like a coconut oil, but lots of vegetables, some berries, and lots of wild organic meat. And, you know, and, and I would do some garlic, onion, cilantro, mm -hmm. parsley, some of those sort of things too, but that was pretty much it. No grains. You know, um, the, the only grain I did, which wasn't the first, I didn't do grains for the first at the beginning. But then I started doing some rice congee. And by the way, in working with patients over the years, I've discovered that um, some people don't do well with grains, but if they're going to do well with one, and I think some people do rice that's cooked for a very long time in a slow cooker is the one that most, I'm not saying everybody, but the majority of people, myself included, will, will, will digest the best. Uh, you know, I might've done a little bit of sweet potato and butternut squash too. Um, as well, but that was really the majority of my diet was was that right there. I mean, that's all my diet. <laughs> it's not even the majority. That was it. Was was right there. And then I started doing a lot of turmeric. Um, and then I also read a lot of literature on how antibiotics IV those are more gentle on your gut than let's say taking it orally. But uh, which which there's some really good research of that. Uh, but that can be harder on your mitochondria of your cells. And so it can cause more oxidative stress and, and aging on the body. And so I did a lot of glutathione. Um, and I would do that as both glutathione and NAC, like a form of N-acetylcysteine. Um, and so I would do a lot of, a lot of things to support oxidative health. Um, in the body as well. Um, ginger, I would do some of that too, just for digestion as well, sort of a, sort, sort of a mix there. Um, and um, I think that's the majority of it, uh, really. I, the one other thing I took, I'm a big fan of organ meats. And so I did a lot of uh, liver capsules and because my testosterone got low, cause I didn't lift weights in such a long time, you know, it took a, you know, a year. We have, there's a, there's a, uh, I think it's called, um, Oh, what's it called? Uh, male performance. Ancient nutrition has a, a has a liver 
testicle kidney blend like it's a it's a glandular blend for supporting hormones in men i took that as well and i actually noticed a tremendous difference with that too they also have a female blend um and so people could go to amazon or ancient nutrition and search organs or glandulars there's an organ blend too and a liver but i really think that one of the things that happens when you get on antibiotics is it affects your b vitamin levels pretty pretty significantly um and uh, so i was doing in you know liver and organ meats are by far the highest foods in 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 b vitamins and iron and also you know really supporting my blood too i think was really important as well so so that's that's primarily the, the program I followed and I, I feel like it worked um, worked well. Yeah, well, that's some great encouragement because for those that are antibiotics and are scared, I mean, you can definitely heal and overcome. So don't ever be afraid of that. And to me, your diet sounded amazing. So I would eat that right now. And so also for FMT, for those that don't know, those that's postbiotics, correct? Is that the same terminology? Well, so... So what FMT is, it's fecal matter transplant. And so the way this is traditionally done, and I, by the way, you know, I, I, I read some on your Instagram that you, you talk about, you know, you talk about poop. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. Go so, for it. So all, so all that being said, um, what happens is, you know, pr probiotic supplements are incredible, but your own, uh, your own feces have a, uh, not just 30 strains, it might have 500 or 5,000 different strains of microorganisms that you cannot get in a supplement. So when you take an antibiotic, you, you know, it's, it's, and by the way, this is why I avoided it for 24 years. I didn't take anything, you know, single medication. And so when I took it, um, I, 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 I held out. And by the way, I, I recommend do everything in your power not to take antibiotics. But sometimes you have to, and if you do, do them only as long as is necessary. So, so all that being said, what you can do is you can find a donor who um, who has um, uh, and use their take their own poop. And what they'll do is they'll insert it in you as a suppository to help recolonize your bacteria. And the research on this shows that a lot of people who have been diagnosed with C. diff, it's a, it's a bacteria that can cause major, major issues, especially with people with Crohn's and colitis. And, um, and so, you know, that's a, it's an infection you can get in your, in your colon. And, um, and, and this, the research shows this is the most effective way to combat infections in your colon is FMT, specifically with C. diff. And so they can do it as a suppository, but also you can make these fecal capsules. And the, the capsules are obviously, they don't dissolve quickly. They take a while. They, they're like six hours to eight hours for them to dissolve or longer. So you take those, swallow them. They make it all the way through your digestive tract, all the way into your colon, and then they'll open up. And so what you're doing is you're so, sort of taking the gut, you're taking the micro, part of the gut microbiome and all of those species of someone else, and you're then reintroducing them into your own colon. So many of those that you might have wiped out or that are almost on the brink of being totally gone can help repopulate, rebuild, and grow. And so I really think if somebody's struggling with C. diff, Crohn's, colitis, major, major inflammatory bowel disease, this is something that is really cutting edge and greatly beneficial. But you wanna make sure you do it with somebody that's been tested and do it with a reputable organization or a reputable um, uh, 
you know, physician who's done this. There's a Dr. Shepard in Tampa, Florida, I know who who's who's had some great success and uh, with this. And there's uh, other organizations that are more international, but uh, but that's what it is. It's fecal matter transplant. So your transplant. Think about organ transplant. I mean, in a way, your microbiome acts as an organ in your body. I mean, all those different bacteria. So you are transplanting the organ, the bacteria of someone else into your own gut is the idea. Yeah. And I even heard studies that they can take a, a poop from one person, put it in, into another person, obviously like an FMT and, and not just for gut, uh, not just for gut health, but they took a, a happy person and they put it into a depressed person yeah. and that person became happy or like a thin fit person. They put it in an overweight person that that person was able to start losing weight and things like that. Have you heard that? Yeah, I've read the same research. Yes, and and by the way, there 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 aren't like there aren't numerous studies on this, but they are there are case studies and a few studies, you know, case studies that do show this. And so I do think there's probably again, I always say this like, don't expect that. Hey, I'm gonna go take. Um, you know, if you're you know if you need to lose weight and you have a friend that's really thin and going and getting their 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 poop and and using that for your own microbiome. It again, the big thing is go get tested. Go have somebody go to a really reputable clinic that's done their testing and then you can do it. You also beforehand, this also I think is really important, Bethany, is that people get their health, their gut in the best state possible in conjunction with doing FMT, right? Because if you have a lot of candida overgrowth and a lot of other issues and you do it, um, it's still going to be effective, but it's most effective. If you get on a diet similar to what I shared to where you're, you're there's... Um, you're doing mostly vegetables and and meat that's all organic and very clean. That's going to give your gut the best chance to really grow and and and, and for for those species to thrive. You guys know how picky I am about every ingredient and product I recommend. So you know anything I personally create won't be any different. So in case you haven't heard. I created my own supplement line called Bethany's Pantry. Newsus has allowed me to formulate my own products under their company as a sister brand. Any and all of Bethany's Pantry products are created by yours truly, me. Every ingredient and sub-ingredient has been approved, again, by me along with the origin of the ingredient. The taste, texture, and overall combination of ingredients in my products are created specifically for those with sensitive tummies, designed to help improve digestion, nutrient absorption, and ultimately your health, all while making it enjoyable and easy to consume and incorporate into your daily lives. Now you can be 100% sure you are getting a little sipper item if it's under the Bethany's Pantry label. I'll be rolling out with new items gradually as time goes on, but for now, I currently have these five items available, which are my digestive support protein powder in vanilla, cacao, and strawberry, my plant protein bake mix, and digestive support L-glutamine. These are just a few of the many items in Bethany's pantry to come, and I can't wait to share what's next. So head on over to newsest-usa.com slash Bethany's pantry to check out everything I created. Again, that's newsest-usa.com slash Bethany's pantry, newsest 
usa.com slash Bethany's Pantry. Do you want free coconut colds? I'm giving away two large jars of Coconut Cold's original chocolate flavor and their limited edition strawberry lemonade flavor to two of my podcast listeners for the month of September. This is $80 worth of organic, vegan, dairy-free coconut yogurt with living probiotic cultures. You can literally feel working right when it hits your tongue all the way down into your belly. You can't get this limited edition flavor in stores and you have to be a Coconut Cult member to even get their limited flavors unless you enter to win. All you have to do is rate and review this podcast to enter. That's it. So be sure to leave your Instagram handle in your review because that is how I will be reaching out to both winners. So again, if you want $80 worth of Coconut Colts probiotic vegan yogurt in chocolate and their limited edition flavor, strawberry lemonade, just give this show a five-star rating and review. Good luck. Now, also I want to talk about, so you didn't walk for months, really. Um, How did you gain back that strength? Because there, there was a time in my life where I, I was pretty much in bed for about a month straight and just a month just took me back. So how did you get back that strength and any advice for those that are trying to rebuild their physical strength? Yeah, so uh, for me, um, I'm eating clean, I'm lifting weights and I've got a big purpose in my life. And I think that's one other thing too. I just wanna throw out there for people. Sometimes we feel lethargic and tired and, and at first I'm like, I'm just so tired, you know? <laughs> so, you know, and so, um, but but what I did is I really tried to focus on, you know what, like God's got a plan for my life. I'm called to help serve people and love people and help teach people how to live the best life possible and how to heal themselves. And, and it, by the way, when I was going through this, one of the things I realized too is I'm not going to have a victim mentality. I'm not gonna, like, I, I'm gonna do everything to do to realize that I'm a victor, not a victim. And so I... I actually went back. I, I went back to. Um, I went to Johns Hopkins University. I got a degree, uh, a master's in, in in the science of leadership. While I was sick, I wrote a book. I continued to help run organizations. And so I just want to say too. I had one friend who told me. He said, "If I were in your shape, I'd be eating Cheetos all day and Seven Up." I said, "I said, you know, I yeah, I said I, I feel like that actually sometimes. I, I you know, there, I have a few days, a few moments where I feel like I just, but." I gotta get, I, I have one life to live. And so that being said, I think having a purpose, like for me, I operate with this idea, with this, uh, with this truth that I know what I'm called to do as part of all of humanity. And as I go back to the Bible, it's love God, love people, make earth a heavenly place. You know, we're originally called to take this beautiful garden of Eden, imagine the most beautiful place ever. You know, maybe it's something out of the scene of Lord of the Rings, like Rivendell or Lothlorien. And and that's this is our future home still. There'll be a new heaven, a new earth. We're doing everything we can to beautify this place, to love people. So I know I'm called to do that globally and also individually. I, I plan on living for my lifetime here, maximizing that and running around with my kids and and having them grow up to be you know people that just you know love others and contribute and. So all that being said is, I think having a purpose and ambition and knowing what your gifts and skills are and what God's called you to do. You know, I read this research study recently that said only 25% of people really have a solid idea of what their purpose is. And I think that it's so important that we discover 
take some time and write down what are your greatest gifts and talents? And then how can you use those to serve and work, make the world a better place? So I think, I think part of us, uh, you know, having a big impact really starts with, and, and even healing, and even getting back to working out, it starts with that. And then from there, I, th I think the other thing that kind of helped fuel me was I started eating really good, right? All the things I shared with you, I think I was eating healthy, as healthy as I could. And when I went to the gym, I started small. And so I started off with no weight. I just, you know, it's like, I moved my arms with some bands, and then I did five pound dumbbells and then 10. And then today I got up to 25. Now I used to do 40, but I'll get there, you know. Um, I, I, and, uh, and so, you know, and the other thing is I, I have a trainer and I have a, a, a you know, that I, that I do see in once a week just so he can watch me and make sure I'm doing the movements properly. I don't need someone every time. And sometimes it's great with people do them every time. But for me, just even if it's once a week or every other week to make sure I'm moving functionally because I've actually had to relearn to walk. I had one therapist I saw. Uh, I'm seeing somebody who does. Um, we'll call it, it's kind of raw thing, uh, and it's uh, soft tissue therapy to kind of help with my IT bands are so tight. And so she's been helping with that. And she said, you know, you coming back from this reminds me a little bit of somebody who's had a uh, some of the patients I've had who have had a mini stroke. She said, obviously you didn't, but after not walking for a year on your own, really, it's like you're having to relearn some of these neurological patterns of moving in the right way. And so, um, so, so that was the other thing. Um, and sometimes, you know, if you see a physical therapist, you can do electric stimulation, things like that in certain muscle groups to get them firing. But basically, the way I'm doing it is I'm just trying to get a little better every week and I'm lifting weights and I'm, you know, having somebody watch me on occasion just to make sure that I'm I'm moving cro cro in the right way to to prevent injury. But that's it's really it. Yeah. Well, and that's just a good reminder that you can't go from zero to a hundred. So, you know, we all want to get back to maybe where we were, and sometimes we we need to take those baby steps. And, you know, you did mention something about the power of the mind, and you know, even the Bible talks about whatever is good, whatever is right, whatever is honorable. You know, mm -hmm. focus on on those things. Can you talk a little bit more about mindset medicine? Yeah. So I um. If you research the, there's some, what most all of us have heard of the placebo effect. Not all of us have heard of the nocebo effect. Here's what this is. And I'll give you an example. This is one case study that was done. Uh, well, so the placebo effect is where if you are, you can be given a, a, a medication and then a sugar pill. And oftentimes, it's and not even oftentimes, almost every single time, when you take a sugar pill, it can be just, it, it, when we're talking about medications, it can be just as effective as the medication. They've shown this in clinical depression. They've shown this with uh, certain heart issues. I mean, numerous conditions. And so your mind is so powerful. Here's how your body works. Your, when you picture something in your head, your body starts moving towards it. You know, this can happen in a bad way. Let me give you an example of this. So many people today are addicted to their phones. So addicted so that all of a sudden, they'll, they'll be in the middle of a conversation with somebody. Have you ever had this happen? You're in the middle of a conversation with somebody or at dinner or something, and all of a sudden, like, they're, you know, looking at their phone while they're trying to listen to you. Well, And sometimes, some of those people don't realize they're doing that. And by the way, I, I did this myself once. I was at the dinner table and I realized like, well, why do I have my phone? Like I'm trying, I need to connect with my family. And so I just like, now it's like, hey, I've got it over here now. Uh, but all that being said, 
your mind, 95% of our habits and our actions are unconscious. Well, your brain, and it starts moving you, know, you towards things unconsciously based on a picture in your head. In fact, when you look at an infant, a, a, a fetus developing in the mother, the eye, at first, the eyes and the brain are one. It's like one, one unit. So your eyes and what you visualize yourself, both what you actually see, but also what you visualize in your mind, it's, it's, it, is, it is tied to your neurological pathways and what your body starts moving towards. And so if you believe or see yourself in the future, if you see yourself passing away in a year, you, you likely could. And there was, a, there was a case study done on a man and he was uh, given three months to live because they said, they found, they said, you have liver cancer. And the man died three months later. They went into the autopsy. By the way, you could look this up. There's an actual medical case study. Uh, this man then went and, uh, well, well, they went and did the biopsy and they found the man didn't have liver cancer. He had a small benign tumor that could have been removed and, and he should have lived another 30 years. So, so we see this today uh, in both, both ways. If you believe you will heal, you will likely heal. If you don't believe you will, you likely won't. You know, there's a proverb uh, that says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so it's that thing, as you think. And, and listen, this isn't, this isn't magic. And if you just believe positively, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden tomorrow you could be healed. You could be, possibly, but... It doesn't likely mean that. It likely is gonna be a process, but your body will start moving you in the right direction. And it might not be tomorrow, it might not be three days from now, but all of a sudden, three months from now, boom, you could have a breakthrough and say, oh, wow, I realized, wow, I'm 50% better. And so that can happen. And by the way, in another study I found, they, they, they said this is that there are, uh, in order to amplify the placebo effect in this mindset medicine, there are three things that matter. Number one, that you are seeing it correctly, that it's positive, that you're moving towards the future, so that you have a clear picture of it. So you know, I want to be doing a triathlon. I want to be able to go out to eat and not have to run to the bathroom and whatever it might be, okay? But you see yourself very clearly what you want. That's number one, you've gotta do that. Number two, you have to have it tied to emotion and you've got to feel it. Like I'll give you an example how I did this for myself. I saw myself again, throwing my daughter in the air in the pool. And I tied a significant amount of joy to it because I, I thought about like when I was doing it before, so happy, so joyful, my, my daughter, you know, laughing and screaming as I threw her in the air. And even thinking about it now, like I have a sense of this sort of euphoric joy and happiness. And so I tie that to it. And the third thing is, now I'm going to start moving towards that reality. I'm thinking through what are all the things I need to do to do that. Okay, well, I'm going to start with one pound and then five pounds and then seven and a half and then 10 and create a plan. And even though I might not get there as fast as I wanted, because this happened, I thought, well, I'm going to be at this point at this time. Well, I'm about moving about 60% as fast as I wanted to be, but I'm still moving forward. And so that's the idea there, I think, of mindset medicine is that your mind acts as medicine. Your mind starts producing hormones and uh, neurochemicals that actually help repair your body and put it back together. If, you don't, if you're not telling yourself mentally, I want to be here, you likely won't end up there and healed like you should be. So just know, I mean, really food as medicine is half the equation. The other half, and I really believe that it's even more than half, is making sure that your mind, you're picturing it, you are 
experiencing it emotionally and you're taking action to create that reality for yourself. It's this process of visualization to realization. Yeah, well, I mean, those are really, really great tips, Dr. X. And that's just goes to show that how important it is to have that support and community with family surrounding you as well. Yes, you know, I'll tell you what, I've I've the most incredible wife. She's just awesome. And she's actually, uh, she's a doctor, she's a chiropractor, she's a CSCS trainer, she's uh, a, Pilates, a yoga instructor. So she's she's got a great health background, but bigger than her health background has been, she's, she's just really strong spiritually. You know, it's when I um, was in a moment of, you know, when I felt, when I had been trying for four and a half months and nothing had seemed to work and I'd only gotten worse and I was in so much pain, you know, uh, she's like, you know, let's pray. You know, let's let's talk about it. So she's incredibly supportive, and I have so many friends that are incredibly supportive. You know, uh, Jim Rohn said many years ago, "You're like the five people you surround yourself with most." There's another law or principle called Dunbar's principle that says we can only maintain about 150 relationships at a time. But when you continue to scale down, about the five people you spend the most time with have the biggest impact on who you become. Whether you become healthy whether you become successful, whether you become kind and generous and courageous. So that community aspect is essential. There's a study done actually on health and they found that if you wanna get healthy, you wanna spend time around more disciplined people. So people that have greater levels of discipline in their eating and their exercise and all those things in life. And so think about who you wanna become and spend more time around those people who you aspire to uh, be like them more and spend less time with those people who might be discouraging or or, or leeching uh, from 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 you you reaching your full potential. Yeah, and to those listening too, it, it affects how we treat others. So keep that in mind. You know, don't bring others down because you really could be affecting their health more than you realize by having a negative comment and just throwing something out there. Even, you know, on the internet, there's there's trolls and things like that. But you really have to think, you know, how are you treating these people that you don't know, especially the people you do know? You know, one of the things, Bethany, and this is such, I'm glad you said that, is that I, um, I had a lot of people asking me for a long time because I knew I, I was, I was, uh, I was in the shape I was in, um, how are you doing? And the other thing I wanna share, I wanna share this with everybody is, I think you should connect vulnerability with, with, uh, with positivity. Vulnerability plus positivity. And so for me, when people ask me that, I would say, you know what? I'm in the most challenging season of my life, but God uses all things for good and I know I'm gonna be back to 100%. I'm not there now, but I will be. Right, so, so I think that's the idea there is letting people know you are going through a challenging season. You are battling something, you know, and, and letting them know they can maybe pray for you or support you or encourage you in some way, but you will heal. You will get better, right? And so I think that's the sort of thing when you, because again, I think if you're, if you're dishonest, that's, that's not good. That's not showing integrity and character. And it's also not allowing you to heal. There's a level of like, in order for your body to heal, you gotta let down. Like I'll give you the way this works too. By the way, this is this isn't just good happy thoughts. This is actual medical facts of the way the body works. Your body works on. We've all heard of fight or flight, right? So your body gets in this sympathetic state, this fight or flight state. What's the opposite of that? Well, it's a parasympathetic state. It's a healing state. It's when your body can we call it rest and digest. And so, uh, what 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 the fight or flight is? It's your body is in protective mode. 
And you can't heal when you're in a protective mode. If you tell somebody, I'm perfect, I'm great, I'm, or, or if, if you're doing that, you're protecting yourself in some way and actually it affects your healing. So you wanna be vulnerable and honest, but also you don't wanna be negative because that also moves you in the right direction. So you wanna be vulnerable positive, okay? If anybody asks you how you're doing, if you wanna optimize your healing. Vulnerable positive, okay, that's a really good uh, good tip. And also kind of just piggybacking on, on how our mind works. Now I know that you know our mind affects how our body and our gut feels, right? Like if you ever watched a, like a horror movie and then your gut is like, oh, like I feel yes. like I'm gonna throw up from you know whatever you, you're watching. Um, but isn't it also true that if we have a wrecked gut, that can affect how our brain thinks, like brain fog and even like irritability and things like that? Yes, significantly, right? We, we see that even 95% of your body's serotonin is produced in your gut. So one, if your gut is unhealthy, it really affects your brain. And also if your brain's unhealthy, it affects your gut. So, so it, it, works, it works both ways, this sort of mind-body connection. Uh, so I would say that if you're in those states, you wanna, you wanna take care of both, right? You wanna be eating all the right things to help feed your mind. And there's studies on how that helps lift depression and mental health, uh, supports that, and also... You want to make sure that you're having uh, the right, um, you know, the right thoughts as well, which can help feed your gut. You know, when I look at TV today, uh, Bethany, I'm not sure how old you are, but I, I grew up in the '90s, and we um, we always, my, I always looked forward to my parents. We would watch uh, these shows. It was called uh, TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. I was on ABC, and we'd watch like Family Matters and Full House or Step by Step, and. You know, this guy Steve Urkel was on, and I, I just remember we we just we laughed a lot, right? And there almost every sitcom then was sort of a comedy. Well, today shows have gotten really dark, and so I think being aware of what you're consuming, not just dietarily, but also from a point of media, like my phone. Like I went through my social media channels at one point because I follow follow a few people, but also my team started following people over time. And, um, and I went on there and I said, you know what? I'm going to delete every account that doesn't help me grow and doesn't make me more wise. And not to say I deleted people that I don't always agree with, but if somebody, I started following people that were really more positive. And so I started following a lot of accounts that po posted Bible quotes. I followed a lot of psychology accounts on positive psychology. I started following uh, wise philosophers. I started following a lot of like just inspiring people, Tim Tebow, you know, all the amazing things that he's doing out there uh, today, or I don't know, just, just new. So I, I followed a lot of, you know, some great people in the health space, but I said, the only thing I want to see on Instagram are things that really feed me and help me grow and help me me heal, but help me think the right way. The same thing, the music I listen to, it's positive. It's either praise and worship music or sometimes like a beach mix or something like that, something that's positive. Um, you know, you could, you could, you could mix up some Christian and some Jimmy Buffett too, because he's, uh, you know, there he's, you uh, he, he's always a good time. Uh, but anyway, but I'm saying like that, those are the sort of things I think about is what are the things that will help me move in the right direction? The TV shows I watch, you know, my wife and I are watching you know, some of our favorite shows. And not to say they're every single one super positive. Like for instance, right now we're watching Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch. It's an old BBC show, which we love. But uh, anyways, all that being said, most of it is extremely, extremely positive or meaningful, emotionally moving in some way. And so again, I would also encourage people, if you wanna heal your gut, be aware of everything you consume, not just your food. 
Mm, yes. Amen to that. And it's so funny you mentioned TGIF. I, I would watch that too with my parents. And I even had this Steve Urkel doll with like the pull string and everything <laughs> like that. Um, so it's, it's bringing back good memories. Um, now, I know you talked about, you know, different um, holistic treatments like hyperbaric chambers and cold plunges. And like, yeah. there's so many things that people can do these days. And I'm sure a lot of people are aware of them. But What's advice for people that just can't afford all this yeah. stuff? You know, what 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 can you, advice can you give them? You know what's even more powerful than any of those therapy? By the way, I just did a a, a growth lab podcast on all, a lot of things you talked about. I went through cold plunge and infrared light and sauna and PEMF and kind of you name it. You know, vitamin IVs and um, and if people want to check that out, by the way, I put out a lot of these videos on YouTube and iTunes and Spotify, so you can look up Dr. Josh Axe, the Growth Lab, and I've actually got Carrie Underwood coming on tomorrow, which will be fun, and then Tim Tebow, and we got a lot. We got a lot of great people uh, coming on, which I'm excited about. We did a good one with Vani Hari, known as the Food Babe. But um, all that being said, you know, you know those things are great. Those things are great. But I actually think the biggest things are mindset, the food you eat, and time outside reducing stress. Like, like one of the things that I did, the, what I did even more than hyperbaric chamber and other things is I spent time outside. And now, you know, I, I, I had to crawl to the pool. We were in Puerto Rico at the time, but I got in the pool and spent time in the sun two hours every single day, every single day. And so I would say, and by the way, there are great studies showing just going on walks, but the more, the less closure, I'm not telling you to go nude, but just the more sun you can get on your skin for about 20 minutes a day going on a walk is so therapeutic and so healing and doing that three times a day. So that's like what I'm doing, trying to do now. It's like, okay, if I could do a 20 minute walk at, right when I wake up, and maybe it's even 10 minutes, but just going on a walk right around, right before or after breakfast, right around lunch and after dinner and just going on a nice walk, okay? There's something that's so, and not bringing your phone, by the way, that is the biggest thing. Getting outside, getting a little sunshine. By the way, there's, a, a, there's another, I know I'm quoting a lot of studies here, but another study that came out that showed uh, basically the most important time to get sun is first thing in the morning because it starts resetting your circadian rhythms and balancing out those cortisol melatonin levels. Midday sun is the most important for vitamin D levels. And evening sun starts getting, ramping up your uh, melatonin and lowering the cortisol. And then of course, doing less blue light after. But again, what I think is probably the most powerful therapy outside of food and uh, and mindset and even is just getting, getting outside. You know, you'll notice if you spend as much time as you can outside, you will sleep better, you'll have less stress. Just go outside. You can listen to a little music or something like that, but just doing something where you're unplugging for a little bit to reduce stress, it's incredibly healing. And if you want to take advantage of cold therapy, here there's a study that came out recently that showed that if you just turn your shower to cold for one minute, so you take your normal shower, you take you have it on hot or or warm or whatever it is. And then before you get out, you turn it down for 60 seconds and you stand there and then you get out. It has great effects on improving your sleep. So it doesn't always have to be, you don't have to ju you know, spend $500 on a cold plunge in order to get those, those benefits. 
Wow. Yeah. Those are great tips. And then you also mentioned, you know, some food. So I kind of want to dig into that a little bit more on what are your top anti-inflammatory foods? Like obviously you're an author of several different books. One is Ancient Remedies, which you talk a lot about herbs and anti-inflammatory things. Um, So, you know, for those that are just trying to clean up their diet and trying to heal through, you know, incorporating better foods, what are some tips you can give? Yeah. Um, You know, one of the things I think that, uh, if somebody is really stuck in their health, I think seeing somebody who can properly diagnose what you actually have going on is really valuable. And I actually think acupuncturists are the best at doing this. They could tell if your body internally is too hot or too cold, or if it's too damp or too dry. I found a lot of people with gut issues, there's dampness, which means there's sort of candida yeast, certain type of overgrowth. And then also, oftentimes their body is too cold. Now, sometimes they're too hot, but it can also be too cold. And so, and and the reason I bring this up is it can make a difference in the herbs you take in terms of what's causing your gut. So for instance, IBSD, IBS with diarrhea, it's almost always dampness combined with cold. IBS with constipation, that tends to be uh, an issue related to your body. Uh, Your liver is stagnant. So things aren't moving enough through your body. So there are herbs for that. So, well, I wanted to get inflammation, but I know you have a lot of people who are interested in improving their gut health. So I did want to mention that it's, you know, seeing somebody, especially an acupuncturist, that they could diagnose you. Then you could search online for, oh, I'm damp and I'm cold. And the way that I can tell, you can look at your tongue or feel a pulse. If you've got ridges on the side of your tongue, that's called a spleen sheet efficiency. That means we've got to strengthen your spleen. So an herb like astragalus is really, really powerful for that. If you've got IBSD and you're really cold internally, sometimes people use peppermint, but that's a little cooling. So much better one's ginger. Doing a lot of ginger constantly all day. If you're cold, internally and you tend to have kind of loose stools, man, just ginger, 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 ginger. You could also do some galangal and cinnamon, things like that. But you gotta start warming up that digestive tract as much as you possibly can and generating some heat. Getting in a sauna actually would be good, a, a, a dry sauna for, for those people especially. Um, uh, and then if your body has a lot of heat, I would say, um, you know, peppermint is very good. Fennel is very good. Um, for those people specifically eating a lot of celery, even if it's cooked, is going to be very good. Uh, but generally, my favorites for gut health are uh, ginger, galangal, turmeric. They're all relatives of each other. Um, those are those are at the very top. I mean, rosemary also has anti-inflammatory benefits, um, which I think is good. Would you recommend them taking them as a fresh herb, or can you get them in capsule form, or what would you suggest? Here's how I like ginger the best, a hot tea. You just make ginger tea and you just sip on it all day long. That's how, that's, that's, I, that's how I like ginger the best. Turmeric, I like it combined with black pepper or another warming herb or spice. Uh, you could do that as a tablet. First thing in the morning, your body is gonna have optimized digestion, probably highest rate of absorption uh, for most people. Uh, so you could do that. And if you wanna do a double dose, one in the morning, and you could do one in your evening meal as well of turmeric. Galangal, similar thing. I think you could do that either as a tea or do that in supplement form. Uh, but that's got a lot of benefits. That even has benefits for things like uh, your immune system, antiviral benefits. Um, there's one study done on it for COVID uh, in, in Asia that showed some benefits there too. So so Galango is one I think we may see rise in popularity here in the future. And if your digestive system is just weak, 
I would recommend about 2,000 uh, milligrams a day of astragalus just for long term for a good six months or more um, is a very good one as well. Okay, awesome, um, and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then anti-inflammatory, again, which we're just talking foods here, it's meat, vegetables, berries. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, and some other fruit too. I mean, pineapple, kiwi, figs, they all have these uh, enzymes that actually have really strong anti-inflammatory properties, tart cherry, or you could do tart cherry juice powder. That actually is very good as well um, for, for, for reducing inflammation. And then of course, bone broth, but I would say bone broth, wild salmon, grass-fed beef, some chicken, vegetables cooked, if you've got digestive problems, almost every time you want to do cooked, whether it's baked or put in a soup um, or steamed, you know, I'll steam vegetables and have some them with some hummus, something like that, um, or sprinkle on some sort of you know seasoning. Um, but but I would say yeah, reducing inflammation, do a lot of those herbs and spices. I think are going to be the best best things you can do. Um, and you know, taking even some probiotics might have some benefit because when your gut is healthier, it is going to help help in a way reduce inflammation. But those are those are the big ones. Yeah, yeah. And you had previously mentioned L-glutamine too yeah. when when you were healing as well. And so, can you elaborate on that and what L-glutamine does? Yeah. So. So I, I, when I do, like this morning when I did my, um, my, my diet, here's how my diet looks almost every day right now. Um, I do some sort of a, a smoothie, um, but it's not like cold fruit. I put in a few tables, like two tablespoons of goji berry powder, and then I do bone broth protein and I do multi-collagen protein. And what those have is a lot of collagen, which collagen consists of proline, hydroxyproline glycine and a little glutamine actually. And it's it's part of 70% of your gut lining is made up of collagen. A lot of people don't know that. So if you wanna restore your gut, you really should try and get some collagen. So that's the first thing I do every single morning. And, um, and so I do that. And so that's what makes up your gut. And then glutamine has been shown in clinical studies to protect your gut almost like a Band-Aid to keep it from being damaged more. Also, part of the cells that need to regenerate use glutamine as a fuel source. So it's part of what your, your cells need to actually replicate and regenerate to help repair that area. So repairing your gut, the most important things are like a collagen or bone broth protein supplement, plus glutamine, plus a probiotic, because again, probiotics, especially SBO probiotics, soil-based organisms are uh, what you, you know, what we used to get from our ancestors when we consume more food from the ground, they don't die when they're heated, so they're more resilient. And those act almost like, imagine a uh, kind of a bulldozer kind of like moving out yeast and candida and all the sort of bad microbes out of your, your digestive system. That's how SBOs work. Uh, and then that allows other probiotics to kind of help repopulate some of what's there or at least help, you know, grow what's already there. So, so, so that, that, that's sort of what I take. I take a bone broth protein. I take a collagen protein. I take a glutamine. I put those all just in my morning smoothie. And then I'll do some probiotics, typically SBO probiotics or, or another strain is what I, what, I, what I typically do. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and then can you share a little bit of what um, some warning signs to look out for are when your body is just out of balance in general? And it could be something that people experience every single day and they, they're just not paying attention to it. Yeah, so a few things. You, you know, one I don't think people probably talk enough about is, um, is your body too cold or warm? 
Like when you're sleeping at night, do you get cold or you get warm? So that's one thing. So thinking about your body, are you getting too cold or too warm? And I think also just seeing somebody who can help you with that. So I think I think we need to be aware of our, our body's internal body temperature. And then taking some things, if you notice you're cold all the time, do ginger and cinnamon, lots of, you know, keep warming your body up, do more soups, more stews, those sort of things there as well. Um, and so be aware of your body temperature. Um, I would say a few other things people need to be aware, aware, and again, that's, you know, hypothyroidism, that's another one really commonly tied to that low body temperature, very, very common that I see constantly. Um, a few other things I think we need to be aware of is, of course, our energy levels. If your energy is down, get better sleep. I actually think if you want to heal, you've got to sleep. It's when your body heals while you're sleeping. So one thing I have, I'm not, uh, I, I wear it every night. It's, uh, it's called an aura ring. And um, so I wear an aura ring and it tracks my sleep. And so that's been a great investment. I've been using it now for like three years. And so it gives me a sleep score. So like last night I scored about like an 82. I try and get above 80. That's kind of how I know I'm getting a pretty good night's sleep. And so um, I do that, but I think it's about O-U-R-A. But I, I think that's a good tracker to be able to tell, okay, how am I sleeping at night? Um, that one's, I do think sleep is huge. Make your room dark, make it cold, get a weighted blanket. Studies show that relieves anxiety and allows you to sleep better. It's almost like you're being hugged at night. And so I got a weighted blanket and then I'll put on blue blockers. Well, you know, if we do watch something for an hour or so at night, I'll do that. I'll listen to something like the Bible on audio or something positive on before I go to bed for just a short period of time. But I do as much as I can to sleep well. But if you're not sleeping well, you really wanna do everything you can to fix that. And sometimes it's lifestyle, sometimes it's you're not getting enough sun. That is really a huge thing. I'm telling you right now, getting outside more and more sun is really tremendous. So, so look at your sleep, look at your body temperature, look at your energy levels, look at your stool, right? Are you constipated? Are, is your stool loose? How often are you, go, like all of those things. And that'll tell you if you're constipated, it's actually more of a liver issue typically, uh, or it could be a liver colon combo. That could be tied to your emotional health. It could be unforgiveness. If you haven't let go of something from the past or you have some frustration and anger you're harboring, think about why am I angry? What is the actual root of that? Okay, I'm gonna let that go because that's not helping me, you know? Or I never forgave that person. I'm going to do that. So I think being aware of those things is also very important because we, as we've mentioned, this mindset medicine, being aware of, you know, you know, one of the things I cover in the book I wrote, Ancient Remedies, is that every emotion affects your organ systems differently. If you have worry, that affects your stomach. That affects your upper digestive system, right? You've ever heard you're worrying, oh, my stomach is tied in knots. Worry affects the stomach. Uh, fear, we know that affects your adrenal glands, right? Starts, you know, starts pumping out cortisol and stress hormones or the emotion of um, you, when you're frightened, it's a type of fear, not fear exactly, but a type of, it can cause actually little kids to wet the bed, right? We know that affects the bladder. Um, we know that liver is really tied to anger, anger and frustration and impatience. And so uh, that's why we call someone an angry drunk that starts to drink whiskey or certain types of alcohol. It can really start to affect the liver negatively in that way too. Grief, if something has happened in the past and you have not let it go, grief and depression are tied to your living in the past. You need to move forward. And so that affects your lungs and colon, your immune system. So your colon, big time. If you have not, if you are holding on to anything from the past, that that and depression are really, really tied to that. And then um, 
and then anxiety, right? We know your blood pressure can raise, your heart can palpitate, right? If you have anxiety. So, so we know by nature that different emotions affect different organ systems and cause disease and toxicity in those. So people need to become aware as well of what is that emotion that I react with that's negative somehow? And then how can I focus, focus on building the, the, the opposite emotion. So if I'm focused on the past, I do need to address why I feel that way and do practice unforgiveness. Now I need to move forward and start thinking about my future, right? So so I think being aware of your mental and emotional state and fostering that positivity in that way, I think that's that's critical as well. But there, there's all kind. Of, I mean, I mentioned a lot of different things there, but maybe you know, maybe one exercise people could do is write down what's your body temperature. Okay, in terms of internally, that how how you feel and sleep at night. Um, what's your um, what's your energy levels? How are you sleeping at night? Uh, what's what's your mental state? How 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 you know what are your bowel movements like? Some of those things I think would all would, would all be. I think those are all pretty good gauges. Yeah, well, Dr. Ox, I mean, you really touch on so many different things and especially the emotional part of it. And just a really quick story is, you know, I was having some digestive issues. And anyways, I, I went to go, I, I was talking with my mom and I was just stressed. I was holding a lot of things in and I just, I hadn't cried in a while and I just bursted out crying and all, and, and I didn't know why I was crying. That was the weird thing, right? I was just, I was overwhelmed, right? So after I had this emotional cry, I could definitely feel my digestion was so much better, just yeah. out of the blue. Yeah. And I was like, wow, okay, you just, sometimes you just gotta let things go. Um, and anyways, that, that, that's just a little side note there. But um, through all of this that you went through, very recently, you did mention you you wrote a book within within that, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that book will come out in April. It's called Think This, Not That. And so I do hit on a few health principles, but the bigger thing is focusing on mindset health. And so we really get into that in the book. And uh, the book is really designed to help people overcome limiting beliefs, help them reach their full potential in their health and their wealth and their mindset and all those different areas. And so it's a book actually, I'm mo it's the book I'm most proud of. It's the book I'm most excited about that I've ever written, probably times 10. And I thought Ancient Remedies was good and some of the other ones I did, but this one is, um, I think it's special and I think it's really gonna add a lot of value to people um, uh, here in the future for sure. Well, I love it. Think this, not that. So I'm definitely gonna get a copy myself when it comes out and I'm sure everyone uh, will be interested as well. Uh, now, before we go, what is one thing that people can take away from this podcast? Here's what I would say. Think about the three steps I talked about earlier with mindset medicine. Number one, what is it you want? You gotta get clear on that, that vision. What is that thing that you really want in life? Okay, well, you, you, know, you wanna have a certain level of health and certain relationships. Okay, write it down. And then I want you to picture it and visualize it. What is it in that perfect state, that ideal state? And then I want you to tie the emotions to it. What are all those emotions you're gonna feel when you're in that state, even now? And then number three, write down a strategy and spend some time researching online. Okay, I'm gonna do this and this and this. Start moving forward. Don't get discouraged if it takes longer than you think. Start moving forward with making that vision a reality. And I really think if people can follow that sort of mentality of having a big vision and going through the whole process of strat, you know, strategization to realization, I think it's gonna do a lot for, uh, for everybody to you know, reach their full health and life potential. 
Yeah, those are those are great tips. And uh, for anyone listening, you know, you are the host of the new podcast, the Growth Lab Podcast. Uh, so we'll definitely put a link to that and all your books and uh, your supplements and things like that too. So uh, definitely check that out, Doctor Axe. It's been an honor. Thank you again for coming on the show, and I can't wait for this to air. Well, thanks so much, Bethany. Again, I, uh, I'm so grateful for you having me on today. And again, I'm so impressed with all the great things you're putting out. Uh, again, I spent some time on your Instagram page today, just kind of going through and reading some of the things you've done. You've got a great audience too. So many people are so uh, so positive and also just seeking truth, seeking to be, you know, seeking to reach their full health potential. But again, thanks for all the work you do. And again, an honor to be on. Thanks for listening to this episode of Digest This. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let us know. If you're ever wondering how you can support me and this podcast, sharing it with your friends and family is the best way. This is a resonant media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Mike Fry. To email the show, message us at digestthispod at gmail.com. See you next time. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, talk to your doctor or health team first. Looking to build a more robust foundation in your health and well-being? From the producer of Digest This comes one of the most popular alternative health shows on Apple Podcasts, The Dr. Tina Show. Dr. Tina Moore is a naturopathic physician and chiropractor, traditionally and alternatively trained in science and medicine. The show features exclusive interviews with experts such as Sean Stevenson, Mike Mutzel, Mark Groves, and even solo episodes covering metabolic health, pharmaceuticals, chronic diseases, long hauler syndrome, and pain management. Dr. Tina delivers the information in a no-nonsense, real-world style, and she has the science to back it up. The Dr. Tina Show is edgy, entertaining, and informative. Every episode will leave you with a new pearl of health wisdom to expand your knowledge base. When you're empowered, you can do better for yourself, your family, and your community. Resilience is the name of the game, and Dr. Tina is here to guide you on your way. Listen to The Dr. Tina Show today on your favorite podcast app. New episodes every Wednesday. Produced by Drake Peterson and Resident Media.